Welcome to Gab and Grow, which is a podcast filled with information about people, places, and ideas at Western Connecticut State University. I'm Mary Beth Griffin. I'm the host of Gab and Grow, and this week our episode is called Starting Well. So it's kind of funny that we're calling it Starting Well since we're well into the semester at this point, um, but this is just a weird semester, right? So, so. Uh, and right now we're kind of starting over. We've been in session for three weeks or so, and all of that has been online and at home and things. And, and now this weekend we opened up the residence halls and some of our classes are now being offered here in person and the rest are continuing online and things. So it's, it's just a, kind of weird space to be in, but it's almost like we're starting over again. And we're gonna have time later in the semester when this is gonna be impacting us again. So I wanna talk about you know that, that idea of starting well, but then setting yourself up to be able to adjust to all those changes and things. And, and so I've invited someone to talk with us who's been with us a few times before. Um, and she keeps getting asked back because she's really good at what she does and, and has great things to say to us. So Elise Budnick, who is the coordinator of the Ansel Commons, I would like to welcome you back to Gavin Grow. Hi, Mary Beth. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm so glad to have you here. So, you know, as I mentioned, we're, we're in these weird times right now with COVID-19 and, and all the stuff that's going on. And you and I talked a little bit about it earlier this week, trying to, to plan what we were going to talk about today. And so one of the things we spent some time talking about is that it, there's just lots of challenges for us and certainly for our students. What, what are some of the things that you're finding, either yourself or the students that you're working with, that are, what are they facing? Well, um, what I'm hearing from students and from faculty when they're talking about students is that there's confusion about, you know, different, the amount of things that you have to juggle right now. Um, you know, which platform is each course on? What do you need to take care of? Um, you know, what are the requirements for a course? Is it asynchronous? And how do you make an asynchronous class count? Um, where where does your class meet this week? Um, yeah. You know, we've heard some stories this week about students missing class and uh, all these other different issues. So we really wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah, I know. You know, one of the things that I discovered yesterday is that there are also these unplanned draws on people's time. So you know, all of the resident students and, and the athletes students um, are being randomly selected for COVID testing. And so the first go round of the weekly COVID testing was Tuesday and, and yesterday. We're doing this on a Thursday. So um, I am in that rotation of people because our offices are in Penny Hall. So, you know, we're in the rotation to get tested too. And I was in line yesterday to get that test for two hours and 10 minutes before I got the test. Wow. <laughs> so, so, you know, fun. kids go over expecting kind of walk in and, and get things done. And we were there for hours. Um, and so, you know, I think there's lots of those kinds of situations going on, not just 
that testing thing, but other draws and demands on people's times. And as you said, getting used to those weird schedules and, you know, with asynchronous, you can do it whenever you want with some of the hybrids, you've got to remember what day you're on and what, what campus you might be on and things. And so how, how does a student work through all of that? What, what kinds of things can they do to help them? Well, um, you know, I'm going to revert back to our conversation on Monday because Mary Beth and I did have a wonderful conversation on Monday. We should have um, taped that one. <laughs> I know, I know. So, you know, it's this constant adjusting and constantly having to, uh, you know, they're calling it pivot, right? How do we yeah. pivot um, when things change? And I have this philosophy that I don't really believe in, but I've heard people say it change is good, you go first. <laughs> in fact, change is happening to all of us right now. And so how do we be prepared for change? Um, one of the things that uh, has really helped me through all of this, and I want it to help students as well, is to sort of look at solutions, like look for a workaround, even when things aren't going your way. Um, because there is so much change right now. And, you know, I, I think of this image of the surfer and I think there's a poster that says, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And I was thinking even further about, you know, they have this giant wave in Hawaii. And whenever this giant wave comes up, there are some people who surf it and they turn it into this huge competition called the eddy. And it, it's never planned. It's just like, hey, surfs up and you yes. go. Um, and so how do you learn to surf something like that? And sort of we're in this giant wave right now. Yeah. But the other option is the people who just turn around and go home because they're not ready to look for solutions. They're, they're allowing themselves to shut down because they just can't deal. So teaching yourself to deal is really finding resilience. And yeah. you've done a whole podcast about that with your sister. Yep. Yeah. which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, it's funny because, um, you know, as we were talking, we were talking about that whole idea of resilience and that neither of us really recognized how resilient we were until we started doing some some research on it and, and getting to know about it. And, you know, I think I think the thing is that you know, particularly with students who are maybe a little younger, you you don't often, you're not as reflective, I think, sometimes because you're worried about the moment. And, and when you get old like me, you can <laughs> take some time to be more reflective about it. But that that idea that you've had, even as a, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old student, you've had plenty of opportunities of, of living through difficulties and, and succeeding in getting through them and, you know, being okay afterwards, but you haven't necessarily looked back and said, oh, wow, I had that really hard time. And one of the things when we did the, the podcast on this that my sister and I were talking about was taking that time to look back and say, okay, when did I have a really difficult situation and what happened and how did I come out of it? Because then you can start to find those those things that you pick out and you say, oh, yeah, I did this. Or, you know, I sat down and 
made this schedule and that helped, or, you know, I was able to talk to a friend and that helped, or my parents gave me a hand with something and, and that was how I got through it. And, and so sometimes I, I, I call it getting, you know, like swallowed in the mire of things that, that sometimes it feels good to just wade down in that, that mud of despair kind of thing, but you eventually have to get out or you get sucked into it. And, and so it's the getting out is saying, I've been able to do this before. How do I, how do I move out and, and move on from here? You know, and sometimes it's not going to be that you have a perfect solution to something, but you've got a step you can take that gets you, you know, to a different location. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing about resilience that I find really fascinating. And the other thing is that, that you have to practice it, you know, that it's, it's a skill that you can improve as you work at finding those ways, you know, taking that minute to stop and identify, you know, what are some of the things you could do that are going to make it, you know, helpful for you to get through that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up a lot of really good points. Um, I always believed that I was not resilient because I thought resilience was like in the, in an instant, in a snap yeah. of a finger that I had to recover. And when I finally understood that it takes time to adjust to new situations, mm-hmm. yeah. and that in fact, I am resilient. Uh, it just made me feel so empowered yeah. to sort of take control of, of whatever awful feelings I was feeling, let them, you know, feel them and then mm-hmm. let them go. Um, And I think about another thing that's really helped me through this time. And I looked up who said it because I've been using, (laughs) I heard this in March, right when we went into quarantine, shutdown, whatever. Um, And it's from Stephen Covey, who wrote this book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And here I've been living through this or by this since March, and I didn't know who said it until today. (laughs) So he talks about your area of influence versus your area of concern. Mm-hmm. And so if we are focused on all the things that we're worried about, that is completely overwhelming right now. Yeah, It is very important to do the other thing that Stephen Covey says, which is focus on our area of influence. So one step at a time, what are the small or large things that mm-hmm. we can do to make progress? Um, and to to stay on course because you know you guys have made students have made not you Mary yep. Beth but have made this commitment to their future right yep. uh, you could have taken a, a gap year or gap semester and mm-hmm. stayed home but you don't want to postpone your life there's a reason you're here and you're working towards your future yep. so you want to make this semester count but you have to allow for your feelings too so you know give yourself time be forgiving but think about the areas in your life that you can influence um i just listened to this wonderful podcast it's lori santos uh was talking on um the armchair expert with dax shepherd and she talked about happiness during the pandemic. And she had five really simple, really good tips um, that uh, I won't share necessarily (laughs) with you here. Um, But 
it's really about getting outside yourself and just even being kind to somebody else that lets you feel good. Like even that small little feeling of good uh, makes such a difference because it is kind of hard. We can't do everything. We can't change a lot, but we can learn to do small things that contribute to our peace, you know, our peace of mind. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny because we talk about that idea of, you know, doing things for others, but it really, it really does make such a difference. And, and part of it, I think, is, you know, one of the other things that, that we've been talking about a little bit is like changing that mindset kind of thing. And, you know, we were talking about, well, for me anyways, the, the idea that sometimes, you know, when you're driving in your car and you get really ticked off because somebody is just done something really stupid and and annoyed you and and I I am very conscious you know in the last 10 years or so that I just I stop being angry and I take deep breaths and then it it makes that dissipate and so I think you know that that working to do something for someone else ends up making you feel better and it takes that you know, shining spotlight of focus off of, you know, the whatever is making you miserable right now, too. So, you know, that's a great point. I I also have spent many years being really aggravated in traffic. <laughs> and I made a decision not to do that yep. anymore. And so one of the things that I started to do was to think, wow, that person must be in a terrible hurry. I wonder, you know, if there's some kind of pressure on their life that they are just struggling with. And wow, they're so angry right now. You know, I'm just going to stay clear and let them be and let them go. And it's hard because I I am a competitive person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so I I have to curb that desire if they cut me off to cut them off. Um, (laughs) But I'm able to do that because I can, in my mind, I'm talking to myself about feeling empathy for another person and what they might be going through. Um, It's so funny because there's this book called The Four Agreements. It's by someone named Don Miguel Ruiz. And one of his, he has four things that he wants everybody to know. And one of them is don't take anything personally. Mm -hmm. So as you're looking around, people are short-tempered, people are frustrated, people are unhappy. Um, You don't have to take any of that personally. It's their problem, not yours. And and realizing that is, you know, you don't have to change it. You didn't maybe cause it. And it's okay to to observe it, you know, and not take it into yourself. And that adds a lot to, to our feelings. And that happens with traffic. It happens with a difficult day in class. Um, You know, it's frustrating to be, have your not enough uh, bandwidth and get maybe thrown out of your class a couple of times. That's really frustrating. But, you know, learning to adapt to those things. And, and, you know, something else we talked about the other day was sort of adopting a forward thinking mindset Mm -hmm. um, so that you're sort of preparing for change and being ready for what's coming. Yeah. So you're looking a little bit ahead. You're thinking, well, what can I do to be ready for what's coming? And that's that's a great way to think because you 
you don't really know what's coming right now. Right. So allowing it to happen and accepting it is going to, is going to make you feel empowered, you know, right. and feel good. Resilient. Well, that's, yeah. And that's one of the things, um, you know, that I wanted to talk about a little is that we're, we're in a semester that's just filled with change and there's change that we, we know is coming because we, you know, we, this, this whole starting online thing was a bit of a surprise in terms of those who had classes that were scheduled to be on campus. You know, we did move a lot online. So some people, you know, just kept up at what they were going to be doing anyways, but for a big group of other students, you know, they, they had a temporary halt on that. And now they're, they've swung now into the, you know, semester they were expecting who knows with COVID world um, that we might not have something that happens somewhere in between. We're all hoping not. And, and, you know, people are being very good about wearing masks and, and, you know, following the protocols that are in place. But, but we know too, that we're going to have another big shift at the end of the semester because at Thanksgiving time, rather than going home for, you know, four days and coming back to finish out the semester, you're going home and everything else reverts totally back online again for the last few weeks. And those last few weeks are so important because it's the last couple of weeks there. Projects due, finals are coming up and things. So what kinds of things can people do, A, to just be prepared if there are shifts again that we aren't necessarily expecting now, and B, how do you get ready for those those shifts that we know are coming? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Um, one of the things is to put systems in place that will work in different environments um, and sort of let go of, oh, I hope we can go through the whole semester this way, or I hope yeah. we can go through the whole semester that way. Um, that's one type of hope. I, I shouldn't have used the word hope, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe an expectation. Um, but I think something that's really helping me, and you and I talked about this a little bit yeah. the other day, because I think it's mattering to you too, is that we're creating anchors yeah. in our day that help us be sort of grounded. So for me, that revolves around self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I wake up every morning and while my coffee is brewing, I do like core and strengthening stuff, yep. right? Someone else yep. might find a workout. And, you know, like, for example, if the gym's closed, right, finding yeah. another way to meet that need yeah. for activity is a very resilient thing to do. So planning mm -hmm. ahead, that will give you an anchor so that the broad general thing might be exercise or activity, but there are different ways to do it. I actually have a list of things I can do. <laughs> uh, you know, things I really like to yep. do, like when I'm home, what am I going to do? I'm not going to do the same thing every day, all day. Yeah. Yeah. So I forget, I forget all these great things in my life that I like to do. And when I have mm -hmm. time to do them, I like to do them. Yeah. Yeah. But so anchors, like I try to walk every day. I try to um, cook really, you know, beautiful, like rainbows of vegetables, mm -hmm. you know, 
it's yeah. it's weird, but it's it's come to be an anchor yeah. in my yeah. my week, you know. Yeah. Well, and I yeah, I think for me, some because I was really concerned about myself doing a lot of work from home stuff. I just didn't know how well that was going to go. So I really was thoughtful about you know what I was doing to get started with that that way of existing and. You know, I made sure I was still setting my alarm for the same time in the morning and I got up and and showered at the same times and I wore clothes that I would wear to work. I was not one of the, you know, sweatpants crew, (laughs) Um, although I will say that coming back to the office, even part time now, the idea of wearing shoes all day is just abhorrent to me (laughs) that's that's been a big shift for for what I can do but but those are some of the the anchors that you know for me really worked was trying to you know set those things I I'm a tv-aholic so if I had turned on the television even to watch the news in the morning it, it could have wasted the whole day so I was very you know my tv doesn't come on until my work day is over and and that's not only worked well for me, I think it's been, you know, an amazing thing because it's allowed me to create this focus that I haven't really had. So I've gotten some good work done, you know, during this time too. And now as I'm kind of in that same thing, I'm adjusting back to, you know, we're not fully back on campus now. So it's some days at home and some days here on campus and, and, making those adjustments and things it's it's not the same necessarily as you know someone taking classes but i think the concepts are all the same that you you're still going with the flow you know but that you set those those things that you know you have to do that's going to make it work better for you so you make really good points yeah setting routines right and keeping yeah. routines in place like i have another list i'm a list person obviously <laughs> But on my list, it says shower every day because somehow I knew that was going to relate to my well-being, how good did I feel, and that if I did start skipping showers, that I was going to sink into oblivion, you know? Um, Yeah, and keeping, uh, one of the things I do is I connect with somebody every day, Mm -hmm. and, um, and yes, it might be on you know, Zoom or WebEx or something, but I try to make sure that I connect to somebody who has some wisdom and inspiration every day, yeah. somebody that I care about. And and I have a lot of great coworkers that yeah. I really enjoy connecting with too. And so that's really great. Yeah. 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 I, I miss the time being with coworkers. So I like, I like that ability. And, and, you know, I talked to my mom a couple times a week and, and the idea that we can do that on FaceTime or, you know, we do a, a brunch every weekend with my sisters and brother and my mom and I, and, and it's, you know, I'm from a time before, before FaceTime and video phone and, and things. So that was a dream when I was a kid and it's so nice to be able to use that. And, you know, it's another one of those things. Cause I know my mom is feeling very isolated. So the, the idea that she can connect with us that way is really helpful. And it gets back to that thing about doing something for somebody else too. So, you know, it's, uh, 
it all ties together so nicely. <laughs> it really does. It does. And the yeah. other thing is, you know, it is hard to juggle everything going on. So learning to be forgiving of yourself yeah. and dot, dot, dot others. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're also in this boat of this yeah. new, I liked how you said COVID world, because there are times like I have to pinch myself to say, yeah. this is really happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's okay. And you actually reminded me um, talking about family and talking about yeah. resilience of my grandmother who was born in 1898, no indoor plumbing, yeah. no cars, no TV, no, oh, she lived through the, the Spanish flu. She lived yeah. through the Great Depression. She lived through the invention of the telephone. I, I practically feel like she lived through yeah. the invention of the wheel, you know, like yeah. it's not true, yeah. but, um, but I can't imagine how much the world changed yeah. in her lifetime. And I try to think of her getting on Zoom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I bet she would have embraced it, even though it yeah. would have scared her. Yeah. So, I, yeah, resilience is, is, a, is a gift that you give yourself, I think, you know? Exactly. And you, you develop it. And as you said, you practice it. I didn't really understand the term practice, like the practice yeah. yoga or the practice of meditation. Yeah. Until I understood that you're never going to be perfect at it. Right. So you have to practice it to get yep. better. And it sounds so, so straightforward and simple, yep. but having a practice of doing something yeah. is so good for us. Yeah. yeah. And it, it relates back to other things that we've talked to students about in terms of, you know, just in a regular semester kind of thing. Like, what can you do? You know, we we did one uh, last year about that mid-semester check-in thing yep. that was with you and Lauren, I think. And, yep. and you know, so you've come halfway through a semester. It's still not too late to, to turn that around. And so finding those things that you can put into practice and do consistently, reviewing your test after it's done, not just looking at the grade and being happy or disappointed about it, but, you know, what did really looking back, how did I study for this that made it come out so well? Or what could I do differently that might have allowed me to get, you know, those few things done? When we start building those into how we do, you know, our work during the semester, that helps us build those skills that are going to allow us to be more successful. So, you know. Yeah. So great that you um, just mentioned that. And I, when you first invited me to do this podcast with you, I wrote you a list of like five things yeah. that I thought yeah. every student should do and the yeah. things that I thought that we should talk about. And it was none of this. It was yes. all like <laughs> practical, like here's how to make a file in your computer. Yeah. Um, and so I thought about that because this is critically important. The other practices can help you get to this place. Yeah. So one of the things I did since we spoke is I recorded in my amateur way a video <laughs> that I just sent out to some people to review because I want to make sure it's appropriate and okay, 16 minutes long. Yep. And it talks about some practices that you can put into place to mm -hmm. weather this semester. Right. Um, the other thing is, and this is all practical stuff, 
um, I was thinking about how hard it is to sort of make that time to study when you're in, you know, we have some courses face-to-face, -face, some online, some hybrid. So for the Ansel Commons, which is my place of work, we created a virtual study hall. And mm -hmm. it's going to meet in Blackboard Collaborate about three days a week. And we're going to, it kicks off on Monday and we're still working out all of mm -hmm. the details. But I just feel in my heart that this is an anchor yep. for students yep. who are having trouble making that time to study. Yep. So I'm hoping that this will give students a place and a time, a virtual place, to yeah. come and study together. So like putting those anchors into place there, I think people on campus realize that having those routines and accountability can really help. So yeah. how do we help you guys do that? Yeah. So resources Absolutely. are showing up now, you know? Oh, great. Yeah. 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 Not just from me. I'm sure other people are yep. doing this as well. Yeah. I'm sure you are. You're very proactive. I, ho I hope so. You know, I know that we did some of that with the arms in March when we closed down because students were saying to them, you know, the, the arms a lot of times will have study halls in the hall and, you know, a place where people can come. And so they knew it was an identified time and they could come down and focus on their studying. And so they had students who were asking, can we still do that virtually? Because it gives me a time and a place to actually sit down and try to do that. And it may not have been quite as effective as it was in person, but virtually it still gave them, like you said, that anchor, that place they could, you know, moor up for a while and, and try to kind of keep that routine that had been working well for them. So, you know, I, I could go on talking to you forever, but I know we're, we're getting short on time and, yeah, I, I told you the other day I was going to go back and write down notes from what we said right after, and then the phone rang, and I never got done to that. So were were there other things that we talked about that you recall that were important that we wanted to say before we end up? Or, you know, do you have any, you know, last thoughts or suggestions for students as they're trying to figure this all out and live through it with us? <laughs> I honestly, um, I think the most important thing is to just be kind to yourself mm -hmm. and that forgiving of yourself and others, because we're going to all make mistakes this semester and letting go of those mistakes and understanding that this is a difficult situation for everybody. Yeah. That you'll be okay. Understanding that resilience is not immediate. Yeah. That you can give yourself time to adjust to these circumstances and that's okay. Yeah. Um, learning to surf <laughs> and placing those anchors. And, yeah. you know, if you have any questions um, now, I'm just one center on campus, but yeah. Ansel Commons, like we decided that maybe the video might not be enough. So I think we're going to run a live virtual event mm -hmm. for steps. It's going to be called steps to success. And we've delivered this program to a lot of freshmen so far. But we want to help everybody sort of find what they need and keep an eye on your goals. You're doing this for a reason, you know? Yeah. So it's worth it to try to stay connected to fellow classmates and your professors and, and the people on campus. It's really worth it. Yeah. But we also know that you're juggling a lot of things right now. Yeah. Know? And I was I was thinking about professors a little earlier because, you know, normally you're sitting with them in class, you can hang around afterwards and ask a question or something. And that's 
that's a little more difficult to do. And so, you know, I really want to stress to people that your professors, even though they're not physically there, are still there and available to you. So please, you know, they've got online office hours and they're doing phone calls or, or you know, Teams meetings or things on Blackboard um, like like we're doing as we record this. So take advantage of that. Don't don't let a question sit or don't let a concern that you have about understanding something sit because the help is there, whether it's your professor, the tutoring resource center, the writing lab, the math clinic, and cell commons, you know, there's there's all kinds of places for you to get help that you need. So don't be afraid to look for it and ask for it. One of the things that we did with this is all the academic support centers have worked together over the summer mm -hmm. and you might remember last semester, there was that obnoxious yellow help is here logo. Yeah. Well, that yellow works. Yeah. So <laughs> um, anywhere you see that help is here logo, you will also see a listing of all of the academic support centers, including accessibility and library research yeah. services. But yeah, math clinic, tutoring resource center, writing center, um, and Ansel Commons. And actually, computer science, we've included now, yeah. too, because they've got their own right. tutoring yeah. system. So we really want to help everybody get where they need to go. And if you can't see where you need to go, click one of the links and contact one of us because we are, we're here. I mean, we're virtually here. Yeah. Um, I, for one, am working from home. But yeah. I'm absolutely available during every working hour of the day. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in the description that I wrote to post with this on the thing, I said that, you know, runners always start the race with their feet, you know, firmly planted in those blocks because the idea about winning the race is that you get off to a great start. I think the, the thing about this semester is we're already in that race, but we've got these couple different occasions throughout it to put your feet back in the starting blocks and, and try again. So, you know, if you didn't get off to a great start back at the end of August when we we actually started classes and things, you've got these opportunities along the way to plant your feet. It's like a, a false start that when, the you know, you take off before the gun goes out. You've got that that chance now to kind of restart and, and work again. So, you know, don't be afraid to to take advantage of that, too. Um, you know, Lisa, I want to thank you for being the guest again for this because you've got a lot of wisdom to share and some good advice for people and I really appreciate um, what you have to say. I love having you on the show. So. Thanks so much. Yeah, I love, I love doing it. I always enjoy our conversations and I'm inspired every time. Yeah, I me too. Yeah, me too. So if you are listening and you have any questions about what we talked about today, you can always reach out to me at my email, which is griffinm at wcsu.edu. And if there are things that you want us to talk more about um, or to learn more about, please let me know and we'll do our best to bring it to you. So that's going to be it for this time from Gab and Grow. So bye bye. <laughs> Gab and Grow is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.
Zee.